Dirty Hands University Studios presents a DHU production. When I wake up in the morning, my alarm gets off the warning. I don't think I'll ever make it on time. By the time I grab a snack and I say what up in Slack, I'm getting product to the shelf so I can watch it fly. It's alright, cause I'm saved by the dial. If the buyer needs a hand, he knows I'll understand. Cause I'm ready when the call comes through. There'll be mega displays, getting dirty for days. If the order comes in late, there will be more to do. It's alright, cause I'm saved by the dial. The Dirty Dial. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode eight of The Dirty Dial. I'm pumped. Holiday help is upon us. And this is the perfect time of year to learn about being of service. Hey, you two. You mind keeping it down? I'm trying to relax over here. Really, dude? Could you get your feet off my desk? Not a chance. Mmm, it's been a long week. Yeah, it's Monday. Eh, either way. Your desk is the perfect landing spot for my dogs. Do you mind putting your socks and shoes back on? This is a small room with poor ventilation. First on the call sheet, last on the list of people who care. Oh, come on. What are you doing? Hey, it's called self-care. Oh, the grounds in this brew are gigantic. I think our grinder's busted. Yep. He clipped his toenails into your coffee. Oh, you disgusting little- Ah, speaking of being of service, foot massage, please, and thank you. Gross. Oh, damn it, Pete. Let's just get to the morning announcements. It's the most wonderful time of the year. We made it to some of the best days on the Dirty Hands calendar. Holiday help. And when holiday help rolls around, there's something so very special about all of us here at Dirty Hands doing the same thing on the same days, on behalf of the same mission, to be of service. Now, if you want to hear what the king of service has to say about this topic, check out the campus counselor today. Rory shares a really personal story about how he's been on the receiving end of service right when he needed it the most. Check in on the dean and help him celebrate the 10 people at Dirty Hands with the most holiday helps to their name. Speaking of names, one name you're going to want to get to know is Simon Sinek, author of Start with why, and leaders eat last. Did you know that one of the best ways to help yourself grow is to actually help someone else overcome a challenge or obstacle? Let Lavinia be of service to you by compiling the best and most pertinent information from Cynic's book. So, come on, let's get in the mood, let's get in the spirit. All right, who's dancing? Come on, who's dancing? Want me to get it started? I'll get it started. 
like a full-body dry heave. Set the music. Oh, my dancing's not that bad. Come on. We'll be floating down those aisles, flinging all the holiday favorites. And if by chance you do run into that rude customer, just remember. Well, animals are a lot like people, Mrs. Simpson. Some of them act badly because they've had a hard life or have been mistreated. But, like people, some of them are just jerks. Stop that, Mr. Simpson. Found yourself in need of a buddy? Pete never shows up empty-handed. And while you might find him at the kids' table, he's always down to do the dishes. He's the campus counselor. My buddy, my buddy, my buddy, wherever I go. My buddy from Play School. Hey, what way I'm going, wee man? You, Leviathan? Look at my lunch! Why don't you grow up? Was that a short joke? Best things come in small packages, buddy. Apparently so, do wine in babies. That doesn't even make sense. It's just f***ing groceries. It's not just f***ing groceries, it's my lunch. Dang it, you got sandwich all over my new boots. Man. What is with people? That's a lot of food. You need some help with that? Sure. Ah, it's you. Oh. Mmm. Oh. That's great. Hey, that's good sandwich. Unfreaking believable. What is that? Is that is that turkey and uh, cranberry? Oh man, I'm I'm also detecting a hint of thyme and rosemary. Mmm. This is ridiculous. That's a great sandwich, Pete. Do you want my juice box too? Thanks, roommate. We're not roommates. Mm. Ooh, that guy's face. I just want to rearrange it. Let me help you with that. <laughs> Looks like the idea of being of service has changed a bit around here, hasn't it? I have an extra sandwich downstairs in my office. Follow me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You think that you've been more of service than me? You're kidding me, right? Uh, I mean, remember that time I put those care packages together and handed them out in New York City to the folks in need? Yeah, I remember. And somehow your wardrobe ended up with 50 pairs of wool socks. There were extras. Like, what do you want me to do? Hey, what's going on here? Well, remember when I brought all those donuts to the North Atlantic stores for holiday help? The ones you brought and then basically ate all yourself? Pete, this is where my draw comes in really handy. Here, you two, have a seat in the broom closet. Here's our sandwich, Pete. Liverwurst on rye. Smells great. Got any cleaning products that I can wash this down with? What was that? Nothing. I'll just wait for dinner. Suit yourself, Pete. Hey, Roar, we've got a lot of new folks joining the team this month. In your opinion, do you think being of service can be taught? Or is it something that you're just kind of born with? Oh, great question, Pete, but not so easy an answer. You see, it'd be easy to sit someone down, tell them what to do. You could even show them. You could tell them the ways that they can help others, but telling someone and showing someone is two incredibly different things. As you know, 
I spent a large part of my career in and around New York City, the home of the eat or be eaten mentality. And sure enough, every morning I put on my suit of armor, grabbed my shield and my sword, and out I went to slay whatever enemy, dragon, or threat I was sure to run into. It was an approach that left very little room to be of service. And you know, over time, little by little, something started to happen to me. During my time there, my world got smaller and smaller. Sure, I was winning. I had some success, but truthfully, inside, I noticed I was really becoming more isolated every single day. Weren't you just doing what was being asked of you? Well, the conventional wisdom said yes, but my gladiator routine was wearing thin on me as I was focused entirely on what was good for me in my situation. I started to care less about what I could give and more about what I could get. And the kicker was, I knew it wasn't me. I knew that I didn't start out that way, and somewhere in the middle, I had turned into someone I couldn't recognize. At the time, though, I didn't have the courage to change. Not until I was almost out of options. What do you mean? I got so unrecognizable that I started to try to hide the pain. I was in the spirits business, so I had plenty of access, and the more I hid, the more I relied on those spirits, until one day, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I called one of my brothers who led me to my first AA meeting. I walked into a room full of people who cared about me for no other reason than the fact that I was broken in the same places they were broken, and they wanted to see me get better. At first I thought, why do they care? What's in it for them? And then I realized there was nothing in it for them. That's of service me. Doing something for someone just because it's the right thing to do. And right around this time, 60 years old, I had a resume that was a mile long. I decided to take a chance on this idea around Dirty Hands. And one of the foundation blocks was this notion of being of service. A place where we could get out of our own way, out of our own heads, and we could look to help others because it was the right thing to do. That's really personal, Rory. I had no idea that was part of your story. It sure is. Strangers offered me compassion and understanding when I couldn't even offer to myself, Pete. So being of service is really a mindset. It's not something you do, because something you do, you can forget to do. When it's part of your mindset, it never leaves you. And it's a big piece of the puzzle here at Dirty Hands. The why behind it all seems to be even more powerful than the what. The why and the how is the bridge to understanding. And this understanding's from a deep place in our brains. It's a difficult place to imagine until someone shows it to us. Until someone puts aside their needs, their plans, and helps us all to accomplish something great. I gotta admit, Rory, there are times that the only person I want to consider is myself. Pete, we're all guilty of that. But being of service is a habit. It takes practice. And like the famous philosopher Alan Iverson said, practice? We talk in practice. Lots and lots of folks find it hard to hold on to this image that they're trying to help others to lend a hand without the thought of what's the prize at the end. Takes a lot of practice. But Pete, it's one of the great paradoxes of life. The more we give away, the more we have. Kind of like the sandwich, huh? You giving it to me is this greater symbol. It's showing me how to give so that one day I can pay it forward to someone else. God, no, Pete. My wife packs me two of them every day. I don't have the heart to tell her I don't like liverwurst. That's what that was. I guess we should let those two out of the closet, eh? Um, hey, old man, we've been yelling at the top of our lungs in there. I just about had a panic attack. God, I'm starving. Have my sandwich, I insist. The student has become the teacher. Well done, Pete. 
What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? What did you learn in school today, dear little boy of mine? I learned that Washington never told a lie. I learned that soldiers seldom die. I learned that everybody's free. That's what the teacher said to me. And that's what I learned in school today. That's what I learned in school. Hey, where's brother Will? Will? Will who? Uh... Oh, he's sleeping. Sleeping? Yeah, there, there just wasn't enough air in there. our tune here a bit and get a little more pumped up. This Dean of the Woo segment is brought to you by the Champs of Holiday Help. And I'm here to read out a few names of folks who really brought it. Not for one year, not for two years, not for three years, but for many years. Hailing from the Mid-Atlantic, getting dirty since May of 2016, the one, the only, King Kuba. Woo! AJ Jones, you've heard of her, she's been getting dirty on Holiday Help since 2016 as well. Woo! As well as Rich Taylor. Woo! Mark from the Mid-A. Woo! Lindsay Kent, D-Money, 2016, Teresa T-Dubs, now, since 2016. Pete Ruiz, another 2016-er, and then we've got two, count them, two 2017-ers. Josh Tynan and Tim O'Neill. 
This crew has been bringing the heat, has been packing out the spices, has been cleaning up the biscuits, has been stacking the yogurt, filling the stuffing, and helping crazy customers search for the gluten-free flour. They know what it takes, they know what to do, they know what not to do. And I'm sure they'd be happy to share some of their lessons with you. Just ask. That's all for today, folks. Lots of love from the Dean of the Woo. Let's tackle this holiday help with the gusto and the power that only the dirty hands can bring. If you catch me out there, catch me in the meat department punching turkeys. I'll be in the hoodie with no sleeves. Let's get dirty. Simon Sinek, author of the best-selling books, Start With Why and Leaders Eat Last, being of service is so much more powerful than most of us realize. One of the outcomes you may not expect to come from being of service is how it can help you grow. For instance, one of the best ways to grow yourself is to help someone on your team develop. Think about it. When you're facing an issue or challenge in a way that's helping someone else through it, the experience isn't personalized so it allows you to remain objective. This objectivity can facilitate your learning. For example, in a sales training scenario where you have three people, someone playing the role of buyer, someone in the role of seller, and the observer, it's the observer who's doing the learning, not the people in the roles navigating through the scenario. Statistics say the majority of people don't feel fulfilled in their work, and it may surprise you to know that this isn't due to the pay the work they do, or the benefits. According to the research, this lack of fulfillment has more to do with helping each other, or more accurately, the lack thereof. Sinek suggests that rather than being solely focused on self-improvement, we could all benefit from helping others, including those who want to achieve the same things that we do. He says that while successes at work can make us feel happy, excited, and proud, it's when we do something for others on our team that we actually feel that sense of fulfillment. We typically turn to others when we need something, but we don't often put ourselves out there with the sole purpose of helping someone else. Yet, 
we often find our deepest sense of purpose and fulfillment when we're engaged in being of service to others in need. According to Sinek, the satisfying fulfillment we experience when helping others in need is by design. He maintains that we are created this way in order to establish strong bonds, which are the basis for creating a sense of culture and community. And leaders who genuinely care about their team and help them succeed tend to create a more positive and productive work environment or team culture, which in turn leads to greater personal satisfaction and joy for everyone. Sinek encourages leaders to be empathetic and to actively listen to their team members and customers. This approach can be instrumental in problem solving as it helps in understanding the root causes of issues and finding solutions that genuinely address the concerns of everyone involved. Here are just a few of the examples of how the power of being of service can work for you. Number one, building skills and resources. Serving others can provide opportunities to develop new skills, acquire knowledge, and access resources that might be useful in addressing other problems later on. For example, volunteering at a nonprofit organization can help you build skills that are relevant to your career. Number two, community and social support. Being of service often leads to stronger social connections and a sense of belonging within a community or organization. When you are part of a supportive community, you're more likely to find assistance and solutions when you face your own problems. Number three, expanding perspective. Focusing on the needs of others can broaden your perspective and help you see challenges or issues in a different light. This expanded viewpoint can often reveal creative solutions that might not have been apparent when you were focused on the issue solely from your own vantage point. Number four, learning and adaptation. Through being of service, you gain experience, learn from your actions, and adapt your approach as you encounter different challenges. This ongoing learning process can lead to more effective problem-solving strategies and make you more adept at dealing with different kinds of decision-makers. And number five, a shift in focus. When you're actively engaged in helping others, it can temporarily shift your focus away from your own problems, allowing you to reduce the stress and anxiety associated with your own issues. This mental break can lead to improved problem-solving abilities. By adopting a service-oriented mindset, you not only contribute to the well-being of others, but also create a supportive environment that can help you find solutions to a variety of challenges. It's a proactive approach that can actually help you with resolving problems by leveraging your skills, knowledge, and resources to help others and, in turn, solve broader issues. "'Twas the morning before helping, and all through the car, I was snoring and snoozing. My husband driving us far. "'Hey, watch out, I'm driving here!' "'What's your problem?' he said, as he shook me awake. "'Our stores really need help. There's so much here at stake.' I was missing the comforts of my warm office chair. Here I was, in the lot, forgetting why I was there be of service? What's the point? Is that really the dream? Packing out eggnog, biscuits, and cream? Customers running to you as you pack out cream cheese? I need more stuffing. They yell. 
forgetting all about please? When what to my wondering eyes did appear? But a bearded bald man wearing all DH gear. He ran to his trunk, took a look at the clock. He grabbed some brand swag and put it all in a box. With him, no notebook, no pad full of goals. Just some warm Dunkin' coffee and some pastries with holes. This man, he's excited. He's jumping out of his skin. Like a dog at the door. He doesn't want out, he wants in. For a chance to help others, brands, stores, and their folks. With a twinkling smile and some corny dad jokes. He might clean up a spill, pack out frozen a while. But whatever it is, He'll do it all with a smile. Seeing him, I remember. When push comes to shove, these three days I show up to spread the dirty hands love. And I heard him exclaim, his gruff voice full of glee. Happy helping to all. And Kate and Mike, quit creeping on me. It's just f-ing groceries. It's just f-ing groceries. Just f-ing groceries. It's just f-ing groceries. It's not just f-ing groceries, it's my lunch. <laughs>